welcome to Shift Happens, Cultivating Calm Amidst Great Change. My name is Jenna Cotton, and I'm a psychotherapist, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Corey Graycheck, and I'm also a psychotherapist. We are two psychotherapists in practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we are actually recording our podcast slash YouTube show from home as we are all doing everything from home during this time of COVID-19. We were going to do a YouTube show and we were going to launch in January of 21. And our idea was that we work with all of these wonderful people. And what we noticed was that themes of the issues that they're working on come up on a weekly or a monthly basis. And we thought other people would benefit from hearing about them. Again, like I said, we were going to launch in January 21, but we thought it would be better to launch now and try to offer this as something that we could do to support everyone during COVID-19. Yeah, and so the way we set up our episodes is we start with a brief meditation, we address a topic, and then we'll finish up with another meditation. And the reason we set up our episodes in this particular way with mindfulness meditation and discussion is because we know cultivating a mindfulness meditation practice can help you accept, move through, and find shift within difficult situations. And clearly, we are in a difficult situation right now. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And we're going to practice the same meditation in each episode throughout this series because we want to support you in getting so comfortable with it, you can practice on your own as well. And as Corey said, we are coming to you from our homes, so you may be hearing sounds in the background. Like right now, my dog is making a comfy nest in on the chair. So I don't know if you hear that, but you might hear birds. You might hear, I don't know, Corey, what other sounds you have going on. Oh, babies crying and, <laughs> and partners entering when they shouldn't be, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So just allowing the sound to be a part of this podcast as we're sitting here with you and taking this time for yourself. Uh, So our topic for today before I move into our first meditation is our topic is news, being informed without being inundated. Mm -hmm. So we're going to begin our meditation and first deciding where you would like to meditate. Would you like to be meditating and going and taking a moment to grab a chair or get yourself situated on the couch, grab your meditation cushion. You also might be doing this lying down on the couch or lying down on your bed. So just taking a moment to grab what you need for our first meditation. And as Jenna said, we will be repeating the same meditation. And if you've listened to our other episodes, you know that we are utilizing the pause, open, and relax meditation, which can also be used in the moment and can be used in a moment of stress. So once you've gotten what you need to meditate and you're situated, your posture is going to be open through your shoulders, sitting upright in a comfortable position, or if you're lying down, lying with your hands by your side, and your feet gently falling open. And perhaps you wanna put a pillow or a blanket underneath your head and or your knees to make yourself as comfortable as possible.
So knowing you are sitting here right now because you feel it in the body, you're feeling it in the support of your couch, your cushion, your bed, the floor, and allowing yourself to feel supported in this moment. Not working so hard to hold yourself in a particular way or hold yourself upright. And now gently bringing your attention to your breath as you are already breathing. As you are ready, bringing the attention to the sensations in your breathing or the sensations of breathing. As I said, you've been breathing this whole time and you don't have to do anything to change that breath. Just feeling the sensations of breathing as the breath comes and goes. And noticing in your body, wherever you feel the sensations of breathing, perhaps subtle sensations of air moving through your nostrils in and out or your lips, perhaps the movement of breath in the region of the chest or even the belly, the sense of the rising and falling. So allowing your attention to rest first, where you're feeling the sensation of your breathing in your body. Keeping in mind that in mindfulness, the quality of attention has the intention of being non-judgmental, curious, and gentle. You'll notice that the attention gets pulled away by thoughts, sounds, and this is not a problem. This is a moment of mindfulness, and it's just a chance for you to see the nature of our mind. And all of this is meditation. Acknowledging wherever the attention is without giving yourself a hard time and gently coming back to your breath. And if at any point during this pause, relax, open meditation, you're feeling too uncomfortable, you can always return by placing your attention back fully on your breath. Now moving to our first word, pause. Pausing whatever you're doing in this moment. Holding the intention of stillness. Noticing that when or maybe because we're pausing, there are many parts of our inner environment and outer environment that do not come into stillness. Thoughts are moving, sounds inside our bodies, outside of our bodies. Our breath is moving in and out. Still, we are holding the intention of stillness without actually being completely still. 
expanding our awareness from the intention of stillness now to our next word, relaxation. Again, holding the intention of relaxing in this moment. Noticing perhaps if there are any areas of tension in our bodies, scanning our body, and perhaps bringing a softening to those areas of tension. Sometimes it takes us a couple of seconds. Sometimes it takes us longer to soften our body. Often what occurs is when we soften those areas of tension, our breath begins to soften the tone of the way that we speak to ourselves begins to soften. And it is from this place of softness that we can then open to our next word, which is open. So we're expanding our awareness to open into whatever is here in this moment. In this moment, we might feel tension, sadness, sorrow, joy, anger, any combination of feeling and whatever we're feeling is just exactly what we need to be feeling in this moment and opening to it without judgment and with gentleness. Our bodies physically are already open since our shoulders are open. And some of us are sitting upright or laying down. So our bodies are also straight. And then perhaps we can open into the sounds that are occurring in this moment. our feeling, our thoughts, and approaching all of these again with a softness, without judgment, and a gentleness. As we're moving towards the end of this meditation, placing our attention once again on our breath. Holding the intention of pausing, relaxing, and opening. As we notice the quality of our breath. Just allowing our bodies to breathe. And knowing that this practice of pausing, relaxing our bodies and opening into the moment, being present with whatever is happening is available to us after 
the end of this meditation and in any moment of stress throughout the days that follow. Now in this moment, opening yourself to the sounds of the bells that signify the end of this pause, relax, open meditation. pleasure that was nice (laughs) was very nice (laughs) so now transitioning from that meditation into our topic um as Corey shared earlier we're going to talk today about being inundated with news amongst the coronavirus um and especially right now there are so many ways that people are getting their news whether that is through television reading it, like reading articles, getting notifications on your phone, talking with your friends, going on social media, or if you work in jobs that are associated with the news, obviously you need to stay up to date on the news and kind of have a constant understanding of what's happening. And a lot of the time too, people at home might just have the news on in the background of their homes. Like I know me personally, I don't know about you, Corey, but I used mm-hmm. to do that a lot and now I, I can't do that anymore. I can't. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's a really, that's a really good point. I think that people tend to feel as if that background noise is just background noise and not affecting you. When in actuality, you know, our bodies and our nervous system are absorbing everything that we're hearing and we're experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways that that works is our nervous system, very simply speaking, not my, it's not my area (laughs) by any means, we're therapists, but our nervous system are comprised of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system, I like to remember it in that it's sympathetic to whatever we're doing. So when we feel stressed, our sympathetic nervous system kicks in and that is our stress, flight, or fight response. Mm -hmm. And then the parasympathetic nervous system is what kicks in, it's our sleep, calm response. And so that's really the place we wanna be spending the most time. So in order to spend the most time in our calm place, cultivating that, uh, or sleeping, but we don't want to spend all our time sleeping, do we? Um, is we need to really be aware of what accelerates, exacerbates our parasit or triggers our parasympathetic, I'm sorry, our sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And so, which is fueled by the, the hormone adrenaline. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that lovely hormone. The, the hormone that we keep forgetting the name of, right? Yeah. So, uh, so the idea is this that when we are watching something on television, that is engaging all of our senses. And our brain actually processes that as if our body is experiencing it. We are actually going through the car crash we're watching, or we're going through um, everything that that doctor or that first responder is going through as we're watching it repeatedly on the news, or we're hearing it. So that really 
it puts our places our sympathetic nervous system in this constant state of arousal, which means we're experiencing a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and stress and anxiety only beget more stress and anxiety mm-hmm. because we start to get overwhelmed with adrenaline, and then anything starts to trigger our anxiety. So the idea is we have a couple different ways of, of looking at this uh, that on one hand, the fewer senses involved in the method that you receive your news, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and managing the ways that you take in the news, either viewing, listening, or reading. Um, Jenna, I'm not sure what you what you're thinking about this or what your clients are reporting about this, but I think how you get you your news and what the best forms of news are are mm-hmm. really for that particular person are very very important because the fewer senses involved. So for instance, in reading news, you're only reading. Like Jenna pointed out earlier, if you're actually even listening to news, uh, what were you saying about that, Jenna, if you're listening? I feel like when you're listening to news, obviously there's a person that you're listening to and emotion carries through through our voices. And so we really can perceive even the most like subtle thing that maybe somebody else might experience, be experiencing through the way that they're communicating about it. And so I think in that regard, I think reading is definitely a way to alleviate um, like more of those senses that we might be attuned to, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And I know that uh, I've mentioned this to multiple clients and some of them are very uh, resistant to giving up their CNN or giving up their, their news shows, which I completely understand. So I think what we're talking about, right, Jenna, is just, one, be really mindful of how you're taking it in. Don't have it on in the background. If you want to watch your news show, great. Just have some parameters around it. Watch one news show, not five hours of news shows, which is really, it's alluring to a lot of people these days because we're all at home. So Mm -hmm. it's very easy to do that. We don't have the uh, ability to be in an office where you can't just have the television on all the time running CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so there are other ways, maybe some other forms that might be helpful. So I find, I don't know what you find, Jenna. Mm-hmm. I find I, uh, read all of my news. I very rarely watch news. Yeah. And when I do watch news, I really like to get my news from comedians. That's my <laughs> yes. favorite John way. Oliver. <laughs> yes. Right, John Oliver. Yes. Um, John Oliver, Stephen Colbert. Oh, wait, did I say that wrong? Colbert. <laughs> Colbert, that's it. I was like, that sounds wrong there. Um, Colbert. Uh, yeah, I mean, lots of people uh, get their news that way. So that way I think if I'm watching it, at least it's a little soft, softened, yeah. mm-hmm. and at least it's funny. Yeah. I'll go tragic. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think, and I know it seems silly, but – I, I have been very much not even watching or reading the news. I think every now and then just um, kind of checking in, I guess, with someone that I trust that does watch the news. <laughs> like, what's going <Okay>. on? <laughs> like, I like this is like one to two degrees of separation getting yes. your news. So does one to two degrees of separation. Yes. Um, yes. I actually get some things that we've heard are one of our – someone we work with um, – she gets, receives BBC notifications, which she finds to be less, which I, I agree are less sensationalist and a little bit more fact yeah. uh, oriented. 
Um, I know that I read MP, I'll read NPR, but more often than not, I have, there's a great newsletter, uh, and it's, I think it's called the CNN Top Five Things. And it's sent out every day, even on the weekends. And so I'll read that in the morning just to be uh, informed without feeling inundated. And that's pretty much all I do for my news mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, you got it. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I think we have to be really mindful of how often we are checking the news, like you were saying, and like what, um, you know, putting parameters around them. I don't know if you were going to say anything else before we talked about that. No, go right ahead. I think this is, this is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I think all the things we just talked about are really valid. You know, obviously we're used to getting news a certain way and we might need to make some changes to that. And so maybe noticing, um, you know, okay, is this too much for me? Am I checking it too much or do I feel like this is okay? Um, but some of the parameters that can be really helpful, and I think especially for you and I, Corey, like we've talked about, have made such an immense um, change for us because we're constantly talking about the coronavirus <laughs> and it's like uh-huh. interface so much. So for us specifically, we were talking about before we get out in the out of bed in the morning, you know, not checking our phones, really not even kind of engaging with the TV or anything like that, um, and also 30 minutes before going to bed as well, doing the same. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Because, you know, again, as uh, we are looking, looking at a show or we're reading the notifications on what's happening with the news, our, our nervous system, our sympathetic nervous system is already responding to that. And our body needs to stay in um, our parasympathetic place of feeling calm mm-hmm. and uh restful without constantly being inundated. And some people, I think, Jen, I don't know if you found this, but I know a lot of people that I work with, uh, there's a sense that if I check the news all the time, I'm going to feel more comfortable. I'm going to feel safer mm-hmm. when in actuality, what winds up happening is they start to feel a lot more anxious and they feel triggered all the time. And in some ways can't even really take in what they're reading because they're just feeling so triggered all the time. Oh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I think it's definitely so easy to get sucked into, like, hearing about, you know, just like those kind of flashy article titles or just like news titles where it's like, oh, this, Mm -hmm. you know, person died that was so young and all of this. And that can be really scary. And, like, that is a reality that we're dealing with. But that's not maybe something that we should be listening to, like, multiple times throughout the day because it's not helpful. Absolutely. I mean, I know some of the, the, the things that we're looking out for are, uh, posts on Facebook, group tests, newsfeed, Instagram posts, Twitter, (laughs) conspiracy theorist posts and YouTube videos, just, just being inundated with all of this and really trying to, um, be mindful of how we're taking it in. Maybe you turn off your notifications. Mm-hmm. Maybe you mute or hide or block mm-hmm. um, uh, certain uh, news feeds. Yeah. Or, I mean, even being more direct about it with people if you feel like you need to. Like, I have heard people talking about, like, being in these group texts where people are talking about it constantly and they just feel like way too inundated. And so having to say things like that's not something I can really talk about right now. Mm. Um, you know, I would appreciate it if like I could, you know, or 
I need to leave the group text or whatever it may be, just making gentle requests where you feel like you need to. But if you need to get a little firm, being very open with people about what you need, just communicating with people about the specific boundaries that you have if you feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, and then some people just won't be quiet, so you might just want to block or hide them. <laughs> that, you know, you may, it, it just may be too much for your senses, and you may want to go on Instagram, or you may want to go on Facebook, and they may post so much, or they may text so much, that it's just too inundating. And again, we're trying to support um, all of you in making mindful decisions for yourself about how when and from where you receive your news so you can actually control more how it impacts your nervous system which in general will impact your overall well-being and really in some ways you know we need not in some ways in all ways we need to be as calm and as restful as possible because there there are so many real things out there that are challenging for us to deal with right now yeah And I love, Corey, how you were talking earlier about um, hearing how, and I've heard this too, but if people are violating those kind of like boundaries around um, how much you can take in, just being like, oh, you know what, I actually have to go something, you know, I'm cooking, I'm cooking. (laughs) I I was working with someone and and you know, and they, they were they were mentioning to me how they said to their mother, oh, you know, I have to go to work. And then their mother was like, uh, where are you going to work? <laughs> Nobody goes to work anymore. And then, and the person I was working with was like, oh, darn, I have to think of some other excuse now to uh, support uh, that stressful conversation. So the other way is maybe thinking about some parameters before you go into a conversation with a person who you know um, escalates things for you. Uh, maybe they're really dramatic. Maybe they just are feeling incredibly anxious all the time so maybe putting some time parameters on that coming up with a better excuse than I have to go to work where most people don't that work is in the other room so that doesn't you know maybe I have to begin work is a better excuse yes Uh, uh, so yeah so I think things like that can be really helpful I think the other thing Jenna is that both you and I work with people um, in many arenas that actually have to deal with the news, like you mentioned earlier um, oh, yeah. in the podcast, that have to deal with the news for their work. So in the financial arena, news producers, um, us, therapists, we're yeah. talking about <laughs> yeah. therapists, first responders. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, Jenna, we spend 25 hours a week talking about uh, oh COVID-19, right, at least. And yeah. that's not that's not counting rewriting the notes or uh, talking about it with, in our personal life. So um, so I think for people, Jenna, that have to be inundated with news and information for their jobs all throughout their workday also need to be made perhaps even more careful, more aware, more mindful of how they receive their news outside of uh, their jobs outside of those um, parameters of work. Yeah, I know for me personally, and I love my family so, so much, but I'm on Zoom all day, and if I don't respond to your request to hang out via Zoom, I'm sorry, but I just need a break. Jenna's taking an apology to the whole world yes. right now. If you're listening, <laughs> yes. But um, with all of the, the kind of intense news, there's also some really positive news out there that might lift your spirit. Corey, um, 
I know you kind of showed it to me, and I was so grateful, but it's Some Good News with John Krasinski. Oh, we love him! Yes. Yeah. Yes. He we really got you, Corey. <laughs> he really did. I love him so much. He he did. He did, I mean, he made every single time I turned this on. So this might not actually sound so attractive, but every time I turn on the news, I just start crying. <laughs> Some good news, I just start crying. But it's it's crying with like the feeling of being so uh, just my heart is touched yeah. and opened. Um, he has now done virtual prom, virtual graduation. It's just it's incredibly moving, and and essentially the. The, the show is about gathering all these bits of people doing good work and and good news all over the world. So it's pretty it's pretty wonderful. So we we definitely encourage you to turn in tune in to some good news. Mm -hmm. um, Jenna, any other uh, any other things? Anything we missed? No, I mean I think that we talked a lot today. Um, I think basically our message here is really just checking in with what feels good to you in terms of how you're getting your information, figuring out what frequency is good for you and what format, and then setting boundaries with others like you might, you know, need to. Okay, I think that's great. So let's move into our, this is one way to, to set a boundary is to use your pause, relax, open. Yes. Uh, Jenna is going to talk us through the our closing meditation, mm -hmm. um, but just remembering that you can use pause, relax, open in the moment off the cushion or your meditation couch or your special meditation bed, however you're doing this. Um, you can use it in the moment when you're feeling stressed. You pause, you relax your body, you soften, and you open into what is happening. So Jenna's going to talk us through our closing meditation. Yes, I am. All right. So now would be a good time to get into your meditation posture. The same posture that you might have been in earlier, whether you're sitting in a chair or lying on a bed. Um, and if you are sitting in a chair, perhaps sitting up straight, maybe you have a cushion or a pillow behind your back supporting you. If you're laying down on your bed, having your arms at your side, or if you're laying on the floor, having your arms at your side, just relaxing and putting a pillow maybe under your neck if you need to. All right. So settling into your meditation posture, knowing you are sitting here right now because you feel it in your body, feeling the support underneath you, and as much as possible, allowing yourself to be fully supported in this moment by your couch, your bed, chair, or cushion. Not working so hard to hold yourself up, but just being. And as you are ready, bringing the attention to the sensations of breathing. You've been breathing this whole time. You don't have to do anything to change the breath, but feeling the sensations of breathing as the breath comes and goes. Wherever in the body you happen to notice them most vividly, just bringing the attention there. So perhaps feeling the subtle sensations of air moving in and out of the nostrils, or perhaps feeling the movement of breath in the region of the chest or even the belly, the sense of rising 
and falling. And allowing the attention to rest right there, keeping in mind that in mindfulness, the quality of attention is one of non-judgment and curious. It's gentle. And you'll notice that attention gets pulled away by thoughts, sounds, and this is not a problem. When you notice this, we're just seeing the nature of mind. Acknowledging wherever the attention is without giving yourself a hard time, gently coming back to this in-breath or out-breath. And if at any time the meditation feels overwhelming, knowing you can always gently place your attention back on your breath. And at this point, we're going to place our attention on the idea of pause, stopping with the intention of stillness. So your breath is still going to be moving through your body, but in this moment, we have the intention of being still. And just noticing what this feels like to have the intention of being still in this moment, knowing that your breath is always there for you if you need to come back to that as an anchor. And now moving into relax, noticing throughout your body if there are any areas of tension as we practiced earlier, noticing if Perhaps there's tension in your shoulders and maybe softening or maybe tension in your chest, maybe softening there, maybe breathing a little more deeply if you need to, or maybe tension in other areas of your body, just seeing if you can soften and relax your body. And when we can soften and relax our body, we become more open. We become more open to the sounds of the room. We become more open to any emotions we might be sitting with, maybe anger, sadness, joy, or whatever other emotions you might be feeling in this moment. Knowing that as you are open to these feelings, you have the other tools to relax and pause and sit with these things. And becoming more open to any thoughts, body sensations, just accepting what is in this moment. And if you need to, Coming back to your breath again as an anchor. If thoughts arise, you can always come back to the sensation of breathing, or if anything becomes more or too intense, you can come back to the sensations of breathing. Not changing, but just accepting it for what it is. And so with pause, relax, and open, knowing that you can take this practice off the mat as well, or off the cushion as well, in life, if you need to take some time for yourself, 
to pause, relax, and accept or become more open to what is. And at the end of this meditation, you'll become open to the sounds of the bells. So just focusing on your breathing for now, the in-breath, the out-breath, the rise and fall of your chest or your stomach, just resting your attention right there and opening to the sounds of the bells. Thank you, Jenna. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Yes. And this is, this is us uh, signing off. Thank you so much for listening to Shift Happens. And uh, be careful and be mindful of how you take in your news. And we will speak with you in our, or whatever, Jenna, say something. (laughs) And we'll see you guys. (laughs) We will see you guys next time. See you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jeff Happen signing off. Bye. Bye.